You are now listening to the Bayshore Community Church Podcast. Our mission is to connect to God, connect to people, and to serve the community. Thank you for joining us today and wherever you are listening. We hope that this message inspires you, encourages you, and transforms you. Our prayer is that this is just the beginning of a conversation between you and Jesus. Enjoy the message. Well, how are my favorite people doing on my favorite day of the week? Are you guys good? Anybody glad to be in church today? I love it. I love being with you guys. And um, speaking of favorites, Rocky IV is my favorite of all the Rockies because of Drago, obviously. Come on, who knows about Rocky IV and Drago? If you're around in the 80s, don't hold out on me. Who knows about Rocky IV? Some of you do not know about Rocky IV. Listen, <laughs> I, I, Drago was my favorite in, in Rocky IV, that boxing video. And we've been watching this boxing video rolling into the message for the last six weeks. I have no, I've been looking for Drago the whole time. He's not in that video. Because it was made by like our media team, and they're like in their 20s, okay? And so like we're releasing RJ, because he doesn't know who, who Drago is. RJ's like, uh, <laughs> no, I'm totally kidding. Uh, we, are, we love RJ. Um, and, and you guys, I'm not kidding about this. You guys are my favorite people. And I love you guys. Uh, the media team is my favorite people. RJ is amazing. And thank you for spending your Sunday morning with us. And I'm seeing some people for the first time since the pandemic uh, this morning walking in. And so it's just so good to see you guys with us. Um, also want to give a shout out to our onlineers. Thanks for watching us instead of watching Rocky Four right now. We love that, that you guys are checking us out. And if you're new here, your first time walking in the building, like, man, can we just give it up for our first time guests? We are so thankful for you guys hanging out with us. All right, let, let's jump in because um, we, we've been talking about this, this whole idea of like how we fight our battles. And this is our final week of this series because next Sunday is our 10-year anniversary party. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm so, is anybody coming? I don't want to be the only one here. Is anybody going to come? Yeah. Okay, good. I, I can't wait for um, next weekend, but I don't want to get ahead of myself in the next weekend. Let's jump into today first, and I want to start out with a question like I always do. Um, how many of you here have ever in your entire life owned anything Yeti? Now, or wait, wait. Some of you are like, Yeti? What, what? You know, like a Yeti cup or a Yeti cooler? Or it could be a, a $40 five-gallon Yeti bucket, which exists. Come on, who has ever owned anything Yeti? Let me see your hands. Keep your hands up. You all are making four poor financial choices. <laughs> listen, you need to invite Dave Ramsey into your heart. That's what you need to do right now. Um, listen, there's not a five-gallon bucket on this planet that's worth $40. Anyway, I've been, I've been ripped off by Yeti as well. I, I remember my very first Father's Day. My wife came to me, and she had a Father's Day gift for me, first Father's Day. She's like, honey, I got you a Yeti cup. Now, we were on the Dave Ramsey plane. We're still on the Dave Ramsey plane. We were on the Dave Ramsey plane, and, and basically Yeti is a cuss word to Dave Ramsey. <laughs> and so I'm like, honey, that's so wonderful. Are we going to be able to buy groceries this month? Are we, like, is this possible? And she said, no, 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 don't worry. The Yeti cup only costs $6. She said, I got it on like some random weird website, and it's going to like take two months to get here because it's coming directly from China, but I got you this, this $6 Yeti cup, and I'm like, honey, you 100% got me a Fetty cup. <laughs> and she's like, I do what now? I'm like, that is a fake Yeti cup, and I could not be more happy that you saved our family some money. Come on, baby. 
And so I got the Fetty Cup, and the Fetty Cup didn't last very long because what cost $6, okay? And so after my Fetty Cup kind of died and, and puttered out, um, the next thing I got was Arctic Cups for our family from um, Amazon, or as my mother-in-law calls it, Amazon. <laughs> Love you, Teresa, if you're watching this. Um, but uh, I got these, these Arctic Cups from Amazon, Amazon, and uh, then just recently my kids broke our Arctic Cups. And if you do not have kids, you need to know two things about kids. Number one, they will break all your things. Yeah. And number two, they will make you broke. Come on, parents, can I get an amen? You know what I'm talking about. And so um, the, the Arctic cups broke because of my kids. The Fetty cup broke because it was fake. And so we were like, all right, let, let's go to Walmart and get some cups from them that can eventually break for us. And so we got um, from Walmart these, I ordered three spearmint-colored Ozark Trail cups. Come on, who knows about Ozark Trail? Anybody got any Ozark Trail stuff? These are the cheap people in the room. I am so proud of you. So uh, two weeks ago, this box from Walmart shows up on my doorstep. And the moment I picked it up, it sounded like this. And I realized that Walmart did not put any bubble wrap in the box. Okay, they're like, let's just put three metal cups in a box, give it to FedEx, and let them have it for three days. Let's see what happens. So I'm like regretting not buying like a Fetty or something. I, I don't know. And so I opened it up hoping to find three spearmint colored Ozark Trail cups. Instead, there were three dune colored Ozark Trail cups. Now listen, if your favorite color is dune, praise the Lord for you, okay? But this color does not even rank in my top 10 favorite colors, you guys. And so I thought I was going to go into like retail battle with Walmart. So I called up Walmart. I was like, listen, you all sent me like three dune colored cups. I would like you to send me three spearmint colored Ozark trail cups. You know, maybe even throw like some spearmint gum in the box or something for my hardship. You know, could you just like send me the right colored cups? And the lady was so nice. She was like, oh, Mr. Tice, we're so sorry. We're going to send you three spearmint Ozark trail cups right away. And why don't you go ahead and keep those three dune colored cups for free just for your hardship? I was like, woo! I was like, may the Lord bless you and keep you Walmart. Listen, my favorite word is free. And so I was like, I was singing their praises. I was like, Walmart, you guys are my favorite. I love all your brands. I love Equate. I love Great Value. I love Ozark Trail. I love Walmart Grocery Pickup. Like I, this dune color, now that I think about it, it's probably going to match my lawnmower. Okay, hashtag blessed. I'm so happy. I love you, Walmart. And so now my favorite things are Walmart and Rocky Four. Now, some of you are like, what, what does that have to do with anything? Well, here, here's the thing. I thought I was going to go into retail battle with Walmart. Instead, Walmart was like, I, I got retail blessed. Walmart like was generous to me. And uh, here, here's my point. Here's my point. When, when we're in a battle, all we want are some blessings. Isn't that true? Like when you're in a health battle, all you want is the blessing of some good health news, right? Well, when you're in a, um, a can't find a parking spot battle on the avenue, all you want is the blessing of a parking spot right up front near the thrashers, you know, with money already on the meter when we used to have meters. I can't believe I'm going to say this. I miss meters. <laughs> right? Um, but when you're on a diet, when you're in a diet battle, all you want is a, is a nutty buddy blessing. 
Ladies, if you're in a, if you're like in a, I'm single and lonely battle, all you want is a Chris Hemsworth blessing. Look, ladies, you think you watch Thor Ragnarok for like the plot line? Okay, no, no, no. We know exactly what you all are doing. Okay, we know. But my point is, when you're in a battle, all you want are some blessings. Isn't that true? And I was blessed by Walmart from their generosity. So here's, here's my big idea today. If you kind of like check out or kind of like if I lose your attention, here's the big idea. Your generosity, my generosity, our generosity unlocks God's blessings in our life. Our generosity, not Walmart's generosity, but our generosity unlocks God's blessings in our life. And those blessings help us fight our battles. Now, when the pastor says generosity in church, everybody gets tense. Everybody's like, church tense, all right? Like, listen, people start faking trips to the restroom. Everybody starts looking at the ushers like, are they going to ush? Their foot's moving. Amy's foot's moving, okay? She's going to ush. I think she's going to ush, okay? Like, everybody gets really, really tense when you talk about generosity in church. So I need everybody to just breathe right now. Like, come on, breathe. Okay, that's good. That's good. All right, just gotta, you got to breathe. You got to relax. All right, the ushers are not going to ush today. All right, the generosity has way more to do with just money, okay? It's bigger than just money. You can be generous with your time. You can be generous with your talents. Yeah, you can be generous with your money or your, your treasures, but you can be generous. In all. You can be generous with just being kind in traffic. Come on, who's got a little road rage in you? Okay, no bumper stickers, base your bumper stickers for you guys next weekend because we're giving some out. None. Um, but generosity goes, goes way past money. You can be generous in your time, your talent, all these different areas. Okay, so everybody just know today I don't want anything from you, but I do want something for you. And, and, and for my life, I've been, it's been so clear to me that whenever I'm generous in any of those areas, like time, talent, treasure, God has been generous to me. Why? Because our generosity unlocks God's blessings in our life. And I want you guys to have some blessings. I want you to have a Yeti life, not a Fetty life. All right, so if you're down with that, just, just say this, Yetis over Fetties. All right, all right. So um, I, I think Malachi is the very best example of this concept that our generosity unlocks God's blessings in our life. Now, if you're new to this whole Jesus thing, if you're new to this whole church thing, uh, the Bible is, is just really simply broken up into two segments. You got the first half, which is the Old Testament, which is a setup for Jesus to show up. The Old Testament sets up Jesus to show up. And then the New Testament, Jesus shows up and like blows our mind with his grace for our sin. Okay, so that's the Old Testament and the New Testament. Malachi is the very last book of the Old Testament. And so what we're about to read, God just told the Israelites, listen, if you'll be generous to me, if you're generous to me first, here's what I'll do for you. All right, so you all cut up. You there? All right, so this is what he says, Malachi 3, starting in the second half of verse 10. God says, if you're generous to me, I will open the windows of heaven for you. I will pour out a blessing so great, you won't have enough room to take it in. Try it. Put me to the test. Your crops will be abundant, for I will guard them from insect and disease. In other words, I will be your seven dust. <laughs> your grapes will not fall far from the vine before they are ripe. In other words, the wine will be good. Somebody just came to like, what wine, huh? <laughs> what, what verse is this? Let me get it, uh, that on my bumper sticker right there. Um, <laughs> 
Listen, I'm just reading the Bible. But he says, your grapes will not far, far, far from the vine before they are ripe, says the Lord of heaven's armies. Then all nations will call you what? Blessed. Blessed for your land. And I would say your life will be such a delight, says the Lord of heaven's armies. Now, if that sounds like generosity unlocks God's blessing, just, just say generosity unlocks God's blessings. It unlocks God's blessings. Now, th- this passage is great because this passage like blows up some myths about God. Like there's, there's this myth out there about God that like God's just out there to get us. Have you, have you heard this before? Anybody heard this before? We're like, oh, no, God, God's going to get me for what I did in, in the 70s. <laughs> where, are the, where are the boomers at? The baby boomers in the room? Look, you are wild. You're wild. I know you were. <laughs> But we're like, oh, no, God's going to get me for what, what I did in the 70s. They're like, oh, no, God, God's going to get me because I yelled at my kids 70 times on the way to church today. Or, you know, oh, no, God's going to get me because I'm, I'm, I root for the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> well, he may. <laughs> I mean, I can't save you there. All right. But there's this myth out there that, that God is out to get us. And Malachi's like, no, 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 God's not out to get us. God is out to bless us. <laughs> Listen, if God wanted to get you, he would. And you'd be a little greasy spot in your seat right now. <laughs> but instead, you are sitting in air conditioning. You're looking like church good. You, some of you got your $5 Starbucks this morning because you are blessed. I'm telling you, God is not out to get us. God is out to bless us. And when we are generous, that unlocks his generosity because he is a generous God. And so I just want to talk about generosity, give you two ideas about generosity today before you guys head out of here. So the first one, if you're taking notes, is this. is Step one when it comes to generosity is you have to receive God's generosity. Receive God's generosity. So um, this week, it hit me that me and my wife, Stacy, have, will have been married this year for 14 years. 14 years! Which means we are old. We are not young bucks and does no mo. okay? Now, we, some of you are like, no, you're, you're not old. That's because we got married when we were basically children. You know, like it should have been illegal. I'm pretty sure somebody at our wedding gave us like pampers as a wedding gift. Like we were just little. We were so young. Um, and, and I found a picture of our wedding day uh, this week. You guys want to see our, our wedding day picture? This is right after we got married. We'll throw this on the screen. There, there's right after we got married. And you can tell this picture's old because I have a hairstyle. <laughs> That's how you know. Um, but this, this picture, when I look at this picture, it, this, this picture is why my favorite song is that song, I believe in miracles since you came along, you sexy thing. Because my wife is a babe. <laughs> Listen, I, you know why I'm smiling in this picture? Because I'm thinking I just committed the greatest hot girl heist of all time. Like, I should be in Ocean's Eleven or something. It's not even right. But it was a really great day because I committed the, the hot girl heist. Um, and, and I remember our wedding was huge. We had 250 people at our wedding. It was huge. If my daughter does that to me, we will talk about generosity a lot in church. <laughs> the ushers are going to do lots of ushering. I'm going to give them KFC buckets. Like, so many people were at our wedding. And so we got all these wedding gifts. And I remember one of the wedding gifts we got um, was from Mr. Bruce. Now, I, I love Mr. Bruce growing up. He's a farmer in Gumboro. And um, he was the farmer who used to drive me to preschool when I was a kid. And I love Mr. Bruce because on the way home from preschool, he'd pick me up in his truck and he'd always stop me by the Gumboro store and get me tasty cakes. 
Listen, kids these days after school, they get like gluten-free kale chips and coconut water. I got tasty cakes. You tell me I'm not blessed. I'm like eating tasty cakes. Anyway, so we got this gift, and it was this box like this. And I like it kind of like I thought maybe there's tasty cakes in the box. I don't know what's in the box. And so I opened up the box, and it was like this um, fancy jar that looked like you would see at your, your grandmother's house. No offense, grannies, but listen, I didn't want a granny jar. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at Stacy. I'm like, when is it like no longer unacceptable to have a yard sale and sell your wedding gifts? Like, when, when, like why would he give us this like fancy glass? Like, I didn't understand it, so I just kind of set it aside, and my wife picked it up, and she looked at the bottom of it, and she said, there's a note on the bottom of it. Did you see the note on the bottom? And I'm like, uh, no, I did not. And, um, and she said, the note says, the candy's in the jar. And I was like, oh, I'm intrigued. And so we opened up the jar. No lie. It was a $100 bill in the jar. $100. I'm like, honey, do we got any other granny jars around the house? Okay, I need to look in. But the, the candy was there the whole time. We just had to, like, open the jar. The blessing was there the whole time. We, we just had to, like, open the jar. And I tell you that story just in case you have any granny jars around your house. You can invite me over. I will look in those granny jars, and I may or may not report back to you what was in the granny jar. But no, no, here, here's my real point. My real point is I think that God has a candy jar available for you and for you and for you and, and our online family. I think that he has a candy jar available for us. Now, you might be like, well, how, how, how do I get into that jar, Joel? I need to get into that jar. Listen, what I think unlocks God's candy jar, God's blessings in our life, is when we start to put him first in our life. When we generously put God first in our time or with our talent or with our treasures, God's like, here you go. Here, here's that candy jar. I, I have some blessings for you, okay? And so, like, what that can mean is, is, is maybe you are generous in your grace in the church parking lot when somebody steals your parking spot. And God's like, I see that. That's good. You were generous with your grace. Gabriel, why don't you send them a, a nice spot right up front there? And maybe send a, a flock of seagulls to drop some blessings on that car who took the parking spot. <laughs> that last part, I can't prove. That's in the Bible. I'm not sure. But I think when we're generous with certain things, like if you're generous to the cashier with your kindness, when you're in giant, if you're generous, I think God sometimes is like, oh, okay, I see that, Gabriel. G- give them the triple coupon discount on the grapes. Because when we're generous, when we generously put God first with our time, our talent, our treasure, I think that unlocks and releases God's candy jar, God's blessings in our life. Now, please don't email me. I am not talking about, like, prosperity gospel here. I'm not saying, if you give a dollar today, you'll get a Ferrari tomorrow. (laughs) That does not work. I've tried, all right? And I drive a 2007 Honda Civic. That, that formula does not work. I, I am not, I'm not talking prosperity gospel here. But what I am saying is that when you are generous to God in some area of your life, he is generous to you in some area of your life. It's not always the same area, but when you are generous to God in some area of your life, he is generous to you in some area of your life. Why? Because God is a generous God. And that's exactly what happened in Malachi, okay? The Israelites, you know, God says, listen, if you'll be generous to me first, if you'll generously put me first in your life, like, I'll do these amazing things to you. Let me, let me just read the highlights from that verse one more time, okay? This is just the stripped-down version. He says, here's what I'll do. I will, I will open the windows of heaven for you. I will pour out a blessing 
so great, you won't have enough room to take it in. Your crops will be abundant, for I will guard them from insects and disease. Your grapes will not far, far from the vine before they are ripe. I told you you get a discount on the grapes. Didn't I tell you there would be a coupon on the grapes? But you know what these verses tell me? These verses here tell me that God shows preferential treatment to his people. Now, that is not popular in 2021, right? We're all about fair in 2021. We're like, okay, everybody, you're going you're gonna to get the same amount of lucky charms as you get. I weighed them out to the gram. And everybody's going to get a, a, a participation trophy. Praise the Lord, you participated. Right? Like, like we, are, we love fair in 2021. But listen, listen. God does not treat his people fair. God treats his people with favor. That's, that's better than you all responded. God doesn't treat his people fair. He treats his people with favor. And if you are down for some of God's favor, just say, yes, please. Yes, please. Man, I'm so down with some of God's favor. Now, now, I'll be honest. Pastor Confession, I like preferential treatment. I know this because I just flew first class on an airplane for the first time and surely the last time in my life, okay? And, and what happened is um, uh, we just went down to Disney. My in-laws paid for us to go down to Disney, and they paid for us to fly first class. I walked on that plane in first class. I was like, kids, when I'm in first class, you don't call me dad. You call me Jay-Z, all right? That's what you call me. Listen, I'm from Gumboro. I don't know what goes down in first class. I mean, I, I imagine I was going to see Tom Hanks up there. Chris Hemsworth was probably like deliver me pajamas up there. There's probably a Cinnabon. I didn't know. All right, listen, when I went to Disney when I was five years old, we didn't fly first class. We drove the family station wagon down that was 72 feet long. It was, it, was a, it was a station wagon. Some of you guys might remember this. It was the one that had like a third row seat in the back that faced the car behind you. Me and my brother sat in the third row seat the whole way down to Florida doing things to the cars behind us that would have got us kicked out of Disney. Let me just tell you, who knows about the third row seat in, the, in this family station wagon? That's where you sinned for sure. <laughs> and so like flying down first class was amazing. And I'll just sum up how it was with just one picture. Here's just one picture from first class for me. We'll throw up on the screen. There it is. Do you see that legroom? I have been in Smithsonian museums with less space than my seat had in it. It was amazing. And everybody who walked on this plane, we got to board first because we're first class. Come on. And, they, and they, everybody like, got to board after in coach. And everybody who walked by me, they were judging me. I know this because that's exactly what I do when I board a plane and I'm walking back to coach. I walk by everybody in first class. I'm like, must be nice. Rich people must be nice. Let me just tell you, it is nice. <laughs> Praise the Lord, it is nice. I will, I'm in favor of some favor. Like, come on now. And <laughs> I know I'm having fun with that, but listen, first class, that ticket for me was free. And God's favor for you, it's free, just like my first class ticket was. And when you put God first in your life, he's like, I got a first class ticket for you. Listen, some of you, you were like flying coach in your dating life. You're like, oh, man, it's bad out there. I'll date anybody with a pulse. <laughs> you know, what, we, what, you don't got a job? No problem. Let's go to, let's go to Cracker Barrel. I'll pay because you don't work. 
We're like, some of you are flying coach in your dating life. Well, let me just tell you this. If you keep putting God first in your dating life, God has a first-class relationship for you somewhere in your future. This is some of you, all right, you're flying coach with your money. You're, you're hoping there's free peanuts somewhere because there's no candy in the jar. And I just want to tell somebody today, listen, keep putting God first where you are working now. Work hard. Just put your you know, nose to the grindstone because God has a first-class career, a first-class future for you. If you feel like you're in a battle right now and you're just flying coach, I just want you to walk out of here knowing you have a first-class God. And when you put him first-class in some area of your life, he is going to give you some first-class treatment. Maybe you walked in here today just hoping that God would like open a door. Would you just, just open a door? God's not going to open a door. God is going to open the floodgates, right? Just, just, you're thinking about a door, a window. He's like, no, no, no. I want to open up the entire floodgates. Why? Because God doesn't treat his people fair. He treats his people with favor. And so well, why are we just hoping for coach and some free peanuts? Because he is a generous God. And when you're generous, that unlocks his generosity in, in your life. And you might say, well, he's not been generous to me. He gave you Jesus. He gave me Jesus. Every one of us has the generosity of Jesus available to us. And so step one of this whole generosity thing is you just accept God's generosity because he's been generous to us. Amen? Amen? He's been generous to you. So first thing, receive God's generosity. And then my last and final idea is this. After you receive God's generosity, release God's generosity. Now, uh, I, I, this is a very important question. I need to know. Everybody be honest in the room. Do I have any Nutella fans in the room? Anybody fans of Nutella? Okay, you, you, over here. Listen, people love Nutella. Here you go. I have this little, like, packet Nutella on the go. There you go, because your hand went up first. Listen, no, no, no offense to you, um, Christine, but... Um, People who are into Nutella, I think, are kind of nuts. <laughs> if my wife has taught, my wife is like you. My wife, listen, if my wife had to choose between me and Nutella, I, my hopes aren't up. I don't know. I don't think she would choose me. If she, she loves Nutella. And listen, we, we, we convince ourselves it's good. It's hazelnut spread. It is not hazelnut spread. Let me just tell you, it is pure, unfiltered chocolate, okay? That spoon bite was not 7 calories. It was 73,000 calories. People love Nutella. Okay, one more time. Nutella fans, I think this was the Nutella section. <laughs> All right, we'll just sponsor by Nutella. Um, here's why I brought up Nutella. Uh, the other day, I'm cutting grass. True story. I'm cutting grass. My kids run outside, and they're in their pajamas, and they're like frantic, like, Daddy, Daddy. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. So I, I turn the lawnmower off. I'm like, kids, are you okay? Is everything okay? And they're like, yeah, we're fine. I'm like, why did you come out so frantic? And they said, because we want to know if we can have some Nutella. <laughs> I'm like, you are not. Stacy was at work. I'm like, you are not going to have open the Nutella in my house all by yourselves. <laughs> and they're like, no, Daddy, we'll be fine. We, we can eat the Nutella all by ourselves. It'll be, it'll be fine. No problem. And, and, and I trusted my kids. <laughs> Listen, I know now, I know now, true story, 20 minutes later, I get done cutting the grass, I walk in the house, my son Nixon is standing on top of the kitchen island with Nutella in his hand, he has a two inch ring of Nutella around his mouth, he had Nutella in his hair, he had Nutella in his armpit, he had Nutella down one of his legs, I'm like, you all are like your mother with this Nutella, what is wrong with Nutella people? And they're like, 
we're fine. I said, you, I told you you couldn't do it all by yourselves. And they're like, we think we did pretty fine all by ourselves. <laughs> and so this is not made up. This is not a preacher's story. I took the Nutella. I said, that's it. The Nutella is going in the family safe. <laughs> we're thieves, robbers, and my children cannot get to and our, listen, you know things are going off the rails in your house when you got to put the Nutella in the family safe. But I don't know about what happens in your house, but whenever my kids try to do things all by themselves, it turns into that Nutella chaos. You guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And, and listen, I think that story is a lot like our life. Whenever we try to do things all by ourselves, then, we're, then we wonder, like, why did things go off the rails, <laughs> Right? Like, like sometimes we try to handle our money all by ourselves, and then we wonder why, like, paying the bills night is like a scene from Rocky Four in our house with you and your boo. It's like Rocky versus Drago. Come on, who's ever been in a battle with somebody about money or just with money in general? Who's ever felt some money battles in your life before? Almost everybody. If you did not raise your hand, maybe you got more money than I have. <laughs> and you can Venmo me that money if you like. I will also accept Bitcoin, whatever you need to send. No, I'm kidding about that, but, but I'm not kidding about this. One of the hardest things that you'll ever do in your life, hands down, is to stop handling your money all by yourself and start handling your money with God. And, and I know this because that's not new. That's way back in the Bible. Like in Malachi, what we just read, okay, God had just said, before we read all the blessings, all the good stuff, all the candy in the jar, God had just said, listen, I, I want you guys to like... The Israelites, I want you to give me like 10% of your harvest and I want you to like set aside your very best like lamb or sheep or whatever and just like sacrifice that to me at the temple. And, and all the Israelites were like, uh, uh, honey, here's what we're going to do. Okay, we heard what God said. <laughs> what we're going to do is um, let's go cut that kale down that we ran out of seven dust with that got like all eaten up by the bugs. All right, we're going we're gonna to give that out of our harvest to God and let's give God that like, you know, our really old lamb, the one that like is so old, you got to like lean it up against the post because it's got like a hitch in its giddy up. You, you remember, you know, that lamb and she's like, what? You want to give old lefty to God? The one you like backed over with the wagon because you weren't looking in the, the, the rear view window thing. Like you want to give like hitch in the giddy up lefty to God and like lefty's like up against her. It's like, Rah. It's like, yeah, let's give, let's give Lefty the lamb and then like, you know, the expired kale that we wouldn't even give the gale. Okay, let's, let's give that to God. In other words, they didn't want to trust God with their stuff. And God's like, well, you gave me Lefty? The Fetty lamb? I have the Fetty lamb you're giving me? Come on. Like, I will give you my bestie stuff, but like, you got to give me your best. For, like, you got to go first and be generous to me, and then I'll be generous to you. And the reason I say first is I, I told you all the blessings, but I didn't show you the first part of that verse. And so let, let's look at the whole verse of Malachi 3.10. And so God says this. He says, bring all the tithes into the storehouse so there will be enough food in my temple. Pause. That's a very confusing sentence if you're not like a church person. So um, in the Bible, tithe is like 10%. Give, give 10% back to me. And the Old Testament storehouse is a New Testament local church. And so he's like, hey, just, just be generous to the church. And if you're generous to me first, if you do, says the Lord of Heaven's army, I will open the windows of heaven for you. I will pour out a blessing so great you won't have enough room to take it in. Try me. Put, put me to the test. God's like, listen, test me, okay? Give me your bestie, not lefty. 
Give me your bestie, and I'll give you like this first class. I'll give you some, some generosity. Now, everybody's like tense right now, but let, let me just give you a spoiler alert here. Malachi 3.10 has zero to do with money. Zilch, nada, nothing at all, nothing to do with money. All right. Malachi 3.10 has everything to do with just trusting God first. We're trusting God first. Now, I, I said this a second ago. You guys all look tense again. I told Listen, the ushers are not going to ush. Everybody relax. Just breathe again. Just, just maybe in a second breath. Listen, everybody feels tense. Whenever you talk about giving, everybody gets tense. And so, listen, some of you are like, oh, he's talk- he, this is the moment. He's going to ask us for money now. <laughs> Amy's foot is moving. She's going to ush. She's going to ush. They put those new TVs out in the lobby, and it has come to this moment. Church is having a bad quarter. They're having a bad quarter. They must be having a bad quarter. Listen, none of that is true, but I can tell you guys are, are, are tense, and so I thought I'd kind of relax you and um, talk about pies for just a second. I think we have some pies that are going to come out here, um, thanks to, to Bo and Rob. They are the pie guys. Who, who here likes some pie? See, pie, pie will make you all not tense, right? All right, watch this step right there. It's not Nutella. I do have one more thing in Nutella for the next service. Thank you, guys. Rob's sticking around like, can I get some pie? Maybe next service, man. Maybe next service. <laughs> All right, I got some chocolate pie here. Did not mean to grab the actual pie. But when you're in a situation like this, you just eat the pie. I don't have a napkin. So I'm just going to eat pie. Is this as awkward for you as it is for me? Okay. <laughs> Let me grab the actual pie. Let's say that this represents our money. And we got to work hard for our money, right? Yeah. And, and we think it's like all up to us to, like, to earn the money, to like supply the money. And so when we get the money, who wants the money? Who wants a piece of the pie? Everybody. Everybody is the right answer, right? Everybody wants a piece of the pie. Uncle Sam is like, I'll just take a quarter-sized piece. We're like, who invited him to the party, okay? <laughs> so you're going to be Uncle Sam, because you were really excited. Um, and then your mortgage company is like, I'll have what Uncle Sam is having. You're like, well, come on. All right? And so, I don't know. Somebody wants some. Amy wants pie right there. So there you go. You're the mortgage company. Um, then the credit card company, they're like, hey, give me a slice because you, you actually used me to buy the pie. Right? And then the Netflix company wants some of the pie. And then your children just ask for the rest of the pie. Right. Come on. Is that, that sounds like real life right there. Yeah, you'll t- <laughs> and so eventually our pie looks like this. Come on, who's ever had a budget that looks like this? So no wonder you guys give me that look when I'm like, hey, we got to give like a percentage of the pie back to God. We're like, I don't have any pie. Like I'm supplying the pie. The pie is out. Everybody took the pie. I don't got any pie. <laughs> right? That's what we think. But what if... What if the pie isn't all up to us to supply? What if we're not the pie makers? <laughs> what if God is the pie maker? What if he's the supplier of the pies and he is a generous pie maker? And if he is a generous pie maker, then, then we can be generous and give to him because he's the one who supplies the pies. Now, that doesn't mean you don't have to work. You know, you know what the Bible says? The Bible says that God feeds the birds of the air, but he doesn't throw like worms up into their nest, Right? You got to work. You, you, you got you to gotta hustle. But I'm, I'm telling you, you can be generous, a generous giver, because God is the pie maker. 
And when you are a generous giver, he is a generous pie maker. Now, I know all about running out of pie. <laughs> when me and Stacey, you know, first got married, you know when I had a hairstyle back then? When we first got married, we didn't have any money. Our mortgage was almost 60% of the pie. We were so poor, we, we, would, like, we would wave like um, uh, popsicles and call that air conditioning. Okay, we were like, whoo. <laughs> we had no, we were, there was a pie shortage, you guys. Um, and, and before we got married, we still said, hey, there's going to be a pie shortage, but we're going to give 10% of the pie to God. Now, if, if you have 60% of the pie going to the mortgage and 10% going to God, how much pie is left? You said 30. My answer is not enough pie. <laughs> not enough. But we're like, we're going to do this anyway. And, and so like we gave, all right? We, we gave when Stacy's car would smoke more than a hippie at Woodstock, all right? We still gave. When our clothes were retro and not by choice, we still gave. One time our well went bad and like me, Stacy, the family dog, we all got sick. And you don't want details on that. You don't want any specifics on that. We were sick. Our well was sick. But we still, we just gave. We just said, we're, we're just going to give no matter what. And you fast forward to today, what God has done with our life blows my mind. What God has done with our money blows my mind. What God has done with, with uh, our marriage, it just blows my mind. And I can stand up here today and say, honestly, what, what God did with 90% of our money and still does with 90% of our money is way more than I could ever do with 100% of it. And, and you might say, well, Joel, I can't afford to give anything to the church. And listen, I get that. Here's what I'll say, and not to you. I'll just say a statement from my life, okay? I can't afford not to give. I, I, I can't afford not to give. And you might say, well, Joel, I don't, 10% is just too much. Listen, I hear you. So here's what I would say. Just pick a percent and start there. Sometimes the hardest part is to start, you know? And, and the Bible says if you're generous like that, opens up the floodgates of God's blessing. And you might say, well, you know, I, I can't give to, the, to a church in a basement. I don't really trust a church in a basement. Listen, I believe in this so much that here's what I will say. If you don't feel like you can trust our church to give to, I think you should find a church that you do trust and give to that church because this has nothing to do with our bottom line. This is everything to do with getting to the bottom of what's in your heart. It's, it's about generosity and generosity. Like I said, it can be about money, but it can also be about your time. Um, we have a picture of uh, Ed. I think we'll throw this picture of Ed up on the screen. Uh, Ed is a volunteer that's not here today, but Cotter talked about Ed last weekend. Ed is so generous with his time. Um, a few weeks ago, uh, well, by the way, Ed always gets to church even before I get to church, so he beats the pastor to church, so he gets those kind of brownie points. Um, and, and Ed, a few weeks ago, Kristen walked into church. She's a Bayshore Kids director. She's walking in like 6.45 in the morning, and she hears like this noise coming from like down here. And it was Ed here at 6.45 in the morning with his leaf blower, like blowing the leaves off the handicap ramp at 6.45 in the morning. How many of you were in bed at 6.45 this morning? Yeah, that's where normal people are at 6.45 in the morning. Ed is not normal. Ed is like a, a leaf assassin, all right? He's just like blowing those leaves. But Ed is, is so generous. He gets this concept. He's generous with his time. Um, we have uh, Josh and Phil who, who play up here. We have a picture of Josh and Phil um, right here. These guys are so talented. Uh, also, they're, they're both single, by the way. So, and they love Jesus, and they could love you too. 
It could be like the bachelor up in here, all right? My job right now is to get these guys married off. Anyway, um, they're so... These guys are so talented. Whatever instrument you put in their hands, they just like blow it up. It's, they're so talented. And they show up here on Sunday morning and just, just play for us. And our, if I talked about all of our talents, all the talents of our volunteers, like we'd be here all day. Like they are so talented. Aren't you thankful for our volunteers? Yeah, I'm so thankful. But that's generosity with their talent, and there's generosity with their time. And yes, sure, there's generosity with your your treasure as well, but there's generosity in so many different areas. And and so generosity goes way past money. And and the reason you want to be generous is because generosity unlocks the floodgates of God's blessings in your life, and that helps you fight your battles. So I'm going to give you some homework, all right? So I offered you pie, and I'm going to give you homework, just to kind of like, you know, Make the balance on the scales, okay? Um, so here's, here's your homework this week, all right? If you would do this, and we'll put this on the screen, could you find one way to use your time, talent, or treasure to be generous this week? Find one way, just one way to be generous with your time, talent, or treasure this week um, to somebody. Now, let me give you an example, okay? Maybe, maybe you can be generous with your time. You have some time, and so maybe there's a widow who lives on your street, and they're lonely, Maybe you invite them over for dinner and just like have a conversation with them. And like they, they're just looking for somebody to spend time with. So you can maybe spend some time with somebody like that. Maybe you're talented at making pies. You're the best pie maker in all the East. What you could do maybe with that is make some pies and send it over to the nursing home right back here. You can make your pastor some pies. He would accept the pies. But you could be generous with your talent if you're a talented pie maker. Maybe you're, maybe you're talented at making money. And if you are, I would love to get to know you. <laughs> no, but maybe you generously buy our church the Walmart over here and help us go above ground. Listen, I'm just saying, we'll put a statue of you up in our lobby if we need to, whatever we need to do. <laughs> but why would you be generous with your time, your talent, your treasure? Why would you do any of this? Well, because... That unlocks God's generosity. And we have a generous God, and he wants to open up the floodgates to us. And so would would you guys be willing to be generous with one thing this week? Anybody willing to do this this week? Okay, awesome. Let me me pray for you guys. Jesus, um, I'm thankful that um, you challenge us sometimes. And this is one of those those, uh, messages that, like, challenges us because... You know, there's scarcity, or we feel like there's scarcity with our time or with our talent or with our, our treasure. And so, God, I pray that we'll just walk out knowing that you are the one who supplies us with those things. It's all from you. And so we, we don't have a scarcity God, and so we don't have to be people of scarcity. We don't have to be people who, who withhold. We can be very generous. And God, I'm so thankful for these people in these, this room because they're, they're so generous and in every way, in, in, in time, in talent, in treasure. And God, I'm so thankful for a church that is generous towards you. And so God, I just pray that you'll continue to let us be a generous people, and we'll go out there and be generous to our neighbors, and we'll be generous in our community, and we'll be generous to our church, Lord. And I'm so thankful that we get to be generous to a God who has been so generous to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us on the Bayshore Podcast. I want to encourage you to take this message you just received and allow it to go deep into your soul and let Jesus do the deep work that only he can do. A special thanks to everyone that gives generously to Bayshore. It's because of you that this ministry is possible, creating life change all over the world. You can be a part of spreading the message around the world by going to bayshore.online and clicking give. For all things Bayshore, visit bayshore.online to find out what your next step may be. You can subscribe right here and share this podcast with your friends and family. Thank you again for listening. God bless you.